Unlocking the Cage is produced by The Manager Special. This show is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 Pacific on at Manager's Comedy. Check out our other show, Virtual Improv, Tuesdays at 6 Pacific and Fridays at 7 Pacific. Or check out our YouTube for recordings of this show, our other shows, as well as animation, short films, and sketch comedy. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unlocking the Cage. This is our new show. Our goal is to watch every single one of Nicolas Cage's 104 movies and rank them. We will be discussing them with a special guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Just to get us started, uh, we are your hosts. I'm Meg, and that's Chris. I'm Chris. Um, Our theme song is by Will Gianetta, and it's awesome. I love the theme song. and then also just a warning, we are going to spoil the movie. We are going to talk about the movie from top to bottom. Today's movie is Wicker Man. Uh, we are going to ruin it for you if that's the kind of thing that you can be ruined by. Um, so, yeah, uh, just to get us started, uh, I, just one of the reasons that we started doing this show was that uh, we realized that we hadn't seen that many Nicolas Cage movies. Um, I have seen 11 Nicholas Cage movies. Chris, how many have you seen? I've seen 25. 25. Okay. 100, 104 movies. So it's, you know, that's actually pretty impressive. Uh, and as of today, I have now seen 12. And I think Chris had already seen Wicker Man. So he's 25. I saw it in theaters. And we will talk about that for sure. Um, yeah. So why don't we bring out our guest? Uh, she is a stand up comedian and a good friend of ours. Uh, welcome, Laura Murley. Hi! I'm excited to be here. Hi, Laura. I have seen three Nicolas Cage movies, if that matters. <laughs> um, I, think I think that's that more does impressive matter. that you have only seen three, you know? <laughs> but I guess, very inter- how ahead. old were you when, like, The Rock came out and stuff like that? The Rock? Like, The Wrestler? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? There's a there's a Nicolas Cage movie called The Rock. It takes place on Alcatraz. Sean Connery's in it. This is vaguely familiar to me, but if you had told me that Nicolas Cage was in like an Escape from Alcatraz movie, I would have thought you were joking. <laughs> it's real. It's really good. Um, have you have you heard of Con Air? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Have you heard of Face Off? This is like the the mid 90s Nicolas Cage trilogy of again heard of it never seen it I had kind of strict parents growing up too so I think like a lot of those movies were probably in the R range right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah couldn't see any rated R saw very few rated R movies filtered through uh and got to me until I was in like college. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's it. Like, I bet like um, I don't know. I bet like the like slight age difference between us is the difference between like me being allowed to see rated R movies in the mid nineties and you not being allowed to. <laughs> I I kind of doubt they actually were R rated because like there's no swears and there's no sex 
There was there's like sex. some clothes on there's dry no humping. In Con Air or Face Off. There's no boobies. I think those are PG-13. I don't know about that, but that we'll, we'll talk about those. Movies <laughs> <another time. laughs> what? Let's uh, switch what the movie, whole. <laughs> I'm gonna. What was the this movie rated? How about that? I think this movie was a solid G. <laughs> I don't recall. Uh, there was a lot of violence, but it wasn't. I, oh no, I remember. Remember the whole thing about the alternate ending? They changed it because it they wanted to avoid the R. Yes, we will get into that yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes, that's correct. It was PG thirteen, and there was a bunch of scenes that were cut in order to get it that way. All right. So, getting into the movie. Let's talk about, all right, so let's just a little background on the movie. This is, as many people know, a remake of a 1973 cult classic movie, um, which was took place, I think, in Scotland. Uh, this takes place in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and just going into it, um, I'm curious what you guys knew about it ahead of time. I know, Chris, you had seen it. So maybe let's start with Laura. Like, what did you know about the movie before we asked you to watch this movie with us? I had seen a compilation on YouTube of wackadoodle clips from this movie. <laughs> and I wrongly assumed that the movie would make more sense in its totality. And I think it in some ways makes even less sense. <laughs> I, I think I know at least one of the versions of that. And I just pasted it into the Twitch chat so you guys can watch it. Um <laughs> So, uh, like, so you had seen some of the best, the, some of the quote unquote best mo moments before from that YouTube thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Chris, I'm curious, what do you, did you, how, how would you say it compared to your memory of seeing it in the theaters? Uh, when I saw it, I just like, I had a very vague memory. I knew the ending. Uh, I kind of had conflated the ending of, uh, like the one, the, the alternate ending with what was actually in the theaters. Cause when I saw it, I was like, wait. I thought something else happened, but that's not what happened in the theaters. And then I just remember as being super duper boring and then just crazy shit happening at the end and just getting very depressing at the very end. So yeah, that's I do all remember, I remember you when we were going to watch it, you kept warning me like this is not going to be good. This is going to be a very boring movie. And I was like, how could it be boring? It's like known for being the craziest Nicolas Cage movie, but it's it somehow so manages to be that and also super boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like it starts off really fun and then we see a series of crazy fun antics and then it just lags for so long for what feels like an hour but really can't be that much actual screen time where he's just running around and you don't really understand what he's looking for he doesn't seem to know what he's looking for he just <laughs> is running from building to building. <laughs> sometimes biking. <laughs> sometimes he's biking. Yes, yeah, sometimes biking on a, on a stolen bike from a local uh, school teacher. And he nobody's giving him straight answers. But you also <laughs> can tell that the writers are at some point, someone was like, ah, man, it's been like four pages and nothing's happened. And they put in like, like complete nonsense, like a jump scare or like, it was a dream. Well, I, I don't know when you want to start talking about this, but do you remember the dream within a dream? Like he woke up from a dream and then he woke up from a dream again. Oh, uh, we, got, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Yeah. When we get to the plot okay. synopsis or okay. whatever. But I don't remember. The you don't remember? Dream. Oh, God. Oh, he wakes up from a nightmare, but it was still a nightmare. They pulled one of those in the movie. Do you remember that? In the end? Yeah, I was. Oh, God. What was it? When uh, he's like. He's having a nightmare 
And then, yeah, he wakes up in the inn, basically. It's after he gets to the inn. And, uh, oh, man, I... Now I now I kind of want to just like load up that scene so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, see if you can find it. Um, right. I'm just going to I want to share with you guys my notes about what I knew about the movie ahead of time. Um, I know that I knew that he dressed as a bear and punches a lady. This is true. <laughs> I knew that he punched a lot of ladies. And that was like part of the reason people thought the movie was so crazy is because it just is like literally him going around like cold cocking women which is (laughs) true um i knew there was a giant like burning man on fire and then obviously the not the bees thing where he's going not you know like screaming like not the bees not the bees and his head is in a cage um which is not in the movie yeah that confused me too because there was a lot of little images i had in my mind that i was waiting to come up in the movie and then afterwards i thought i feel like some things were missing yeah and and so this there's an alternate ending to the movie so that's the whole and we'll we'll, again we'll get into that more but basically the whole not the bees scene where he's got the cage on his head and he's covered in bees is uh like the alternate ending that they cut off cut out to make it pg-13 Okay. And then that scene at the end with James Franco is not in the original version. But I just think I just thought it was really funny that the most famous thing I knew about the movie was not in the movie. Mhm. Um yeah, I kept waiting for there to be more bees. There were some bees, <laughs> but in those compilations it seemed like it was just bees, bees, bees. <laughs> I mean, I will say it wasn't not a bee-focused movie. Like there was definitely more bees than in the average movie. More bees or less bees than B movie. I've never seen B movie, but <laughs> probably about the same. Probably more sinister than this one. Um, all right, let's get into the plot of the movie. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia page, but it's leaving a lot out, so we'll just have to add some stuff into it. Um, policeman. Edward Malice receives news from his ex-fiance, Willow Woodward, that her daughter, Rowan, is missing. Can we, like, even go back to exactly, the yeah. very first, like, really bizarre opening scene where they're at a diner, but it's focused on his friend, who really is not a character that we ever really see again, um, and a waitress who we never see again. And they have a really long interaction about what he's just eaten (laughs) and there nicholas and the this diner is like in a gift shop uh for some reason that also has a lot of self-help books yeah nicholas buys this self-help book uh everything's okay everything's Everything's okay okay. yeah Yeah, i was wondering why i had everything's okay written down that's why (laughs) i forgot about that can we before Which, we get into that? Can we just back up one step? Oh yeah, the font, papyrus. Yes. I knew. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say. That. <laughs> I feel like papyrus yeah, is a date to movie. Sorry, is, go ahead. No, that's. I mean, I think that's it. It's like that was really a big font for movies in uh, <laughs> in that time period. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, get the self help book. I don't know what that's all about. I. I actually have another comment on the credits. Uh, the uh, The soundtrack was done by Angelo Baldamiente, which Baldamiente, who uh, is famous for doing the music for Twin Peaks, 
Um, I felt like it had a Twin Peaks vibe, but I couldn't say exactly what it was. I think it's partially the acting, too. Yes. I Yeah. I mean, just the like awkward, like holding pauses for too long. Um, And the kind of dreamlike state the whole movie is in where nothing makes sense. And yeah. yeah. Whereas for Twin Peaks, it is a positive for this. It is a negative. I guess, you know, when you kind of think about the whole thing is like kind of Twin Peaks is, it makes a lot of sense because he comes to this small town trying to solve a murder. He's like he is a lot like Agent Cooper. Oh, wow. That's weird. Maybe the um, maker of this wanted it to be like a Twin Peaks kind of thing. You know, that was one of the like key things I was confused about from the very start of this movie is like what the tone was supposed to be because <laughs> I knew it wasn't supposed to be a full comedy, but it felt like at a lot of points that it wasn't supposed to be a drama either. It definitely didn't feel like a regular police movie because he seems to flagrantly not care about the crime (laughs) or the first um, hour. No, I would maybe entire movie. (laughs) Uh, He's a really bad police officer. uh, He's a chip. He's a chip. He's a chip. California Highway Patrol. He's a chip. He's not even a cop. Um, (laughs) He's like the guy from Chips. So, all right. So when Nicolas Cage is in this diner for this scene that does not matter, he picks up this book. Everything's okay. That book is fairly unimportant throughout the, it really doesn't. I think at some point somebody steals the book. It's like, where's yeah. my book? But that was something that, that it, it, there were so many little things that seemed like they were supposed to be important. And I couldn't figure out even upon my second viewing you why watched it, twice. it was important. Holy shit. That's commitment. Thank you yeah. so much, Laura. I can't believe you put yourself <laughs> through that twice. Wow. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. Um, so he's in this diner. I thought throughout the entire movie that the waitress was his girlfriend. Um, I think she calls him oh. funny at some point. I don't think that's actually the case, but I went through the movie just being like, what happened to his girlfriend? Um, and, it was it was like uh, a I diner, was, honey. Yeah, classic waitress diner vibe. In retrospect, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and like thinking, of, I'm not gonna like say it now, but like thinking of how this movie ended when you cut to like the beginning and you're like, wait, this makes no fucking sense. Who like the other cop is and like, anyway, it's just so stupid. Um, so uh, after he goes uh, again, like. This this plot summary is like missing a bunch of stuff. So after he's in the diner, he goes out and he's he's biking and he sees a teddy bear on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. He reaches down. He, he picks it. He up. picks it up while like in a baller move. He picks it up while driving his okay. motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, he pulls <laughs> over the car with the lady with the lady and her daughter who have the teddy bear. Um and uh, he gives back the teddy bear, and then the te- the girl in the back keeps throwing the teddy bear out of the car. Oh, maybe I'm having a false memory here, but was it the doll from later on? Yes. So it was the same doll. Grave, or it was, was the it same doll. No, it was the same doll from before. It was it was that doll. The doll he picks up is the, the doll. doll that's that, in a grave. Yeah, that that that's that's the doll. So oh, wait. another. 
yeah. So another thing that was confusing about this to me is that I was, okay. So let me just, so then he's talking to them. They're being weird. Um, we don't need to go through the plot in this kind of detail, right? Like, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just want to get to the point where they get hit by, uh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, here talking, he's talking to them. Uh, truck drives by, drives back, smashes them. Uh, they die in a burning thing, right? They like they, there's like a big car. Well, crash. well, he presumably it, the car explodes and he gets tossed clear into the middle of the road and yeah. he passes out and he doesn't know what happens. But they never okay. find the bodies. I see. Okay. Um. And and the car wasn't even registered to anyone. And it wasn't even a car. It was just the Flintstones <laughs> situation. And that's and that's pretty much uh, when we get to the beginning of the Wikipedia thing, which is that he gets the letter that his her daughter is missing. Now, here's something that really confused me: is that I thought the girl in the picture was the girl from the car. Are we supposed to think that? That's that's what yeah. I thought too. And this is something that was driving me crazy because so okay, there's this little girl, and. Um, like Meg said, he she gets like a picture that of this girl who's like supposedly missing. This girl who exploded's face is like burned in his mind. Like he sees it four thousand times. Right. Yeah. But then when he sees the picture that I'm pretty sure is the same girl, but I have problems with facial recognition. He doesn't seem to have any like the to reaction. Process, that he, like this yeah. girl is dead. This girl in this picture is dead. He's like, I'm gonna go find her. Like. I- I think like maybe I'm giving this is probably me giving way too much credit to the writers of this movie. But it's like if you think maybe they they were like, well, he had this invent in his past where he failed to save a little girl. So now this other little girl who's in danger, who he kind of is related to or whatever, he has to rise to the occasion. But in my mind, when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, shit, it's the same little girl from the car. Uh, He must want to go investigate this because he's like. Oh, what's going on here? But they're not the same fucking girl. Like, what the hell Wait, is that? Wait, they're not? About? I thought they were no, the same. No, they're not even the same. It's, they just uh, look on IMDb. The they're not the same girl. They could have just picked two actresses that had, like, at least different hair colors or something. Yeah, so that's but, the whole thing is all the all the girls, all the kids on the island look exactly the same, and they all dress the same, and they all wear the same thing. So, like, oh, I feel like God. that was a a really confusing choice to make them all look the same and then expect us not to think they're the same. But confusing, but also, I guess, realistic because they're like an island. So there's a lot of like shallow gene pool action, except for the fact that they're bringing in <laughs> how they procreate apparently is they bring in cops. From... Hmm. We'll get to yes, that. But okay. So can we like in the beginning though, so are we supposed to think that um, it's another girl from the island who's I being? Think, I think it's got to be related to the island in some way because they're wearing. She's wearing the exact same hairdo. She's got the same like red cardigan Sweater. on. Yeah, I think I think we're, I don't know what we're supposed to think, but I think I thought that the. I mean, I thought that the it was just the same girl. Yeah, me it, too. It was like a ghost story kind of situation. I don't know. But that doesn't make any sense because, again, like if you're somewhere and you're like obsessed with finding this missing person, but then you also just like saw them die in a terrible car accident. Why would you keep looking for them if you know that they're dead and also not tell anyone that they're dead? Yeah. So he gets this letter that is from an ex-girlfriend 
who he hasn't seen in the amount of time it would take for her to have a child that's the same age as the girl in the picture. And he also doesn't even consider that he might be the girl's dad. And like they were engaged. Yeah. And she disappeared. But that had to be at least seven to ten years before the events of this movie. Yeah. And he did not have any new girlfriend, nothing. So like he's late 30s. He went from 29 on without dating anyone or like. No, you well, know we don't I mean? know that. We just know he's single like, now. But he's still holding a torch for someone from like a decade ago. Like, you know, when he was like. Well, tw- yeah, that's something that really bothered me right off the bat is also. Um, so he gets this letter. He doesn't he doesn't think that it's um, he doesn't consider that it might be his daughter, even though it's from an ex-girlfriend who he was sexually active with in the amount of time that like. To produce this chick, but he also, um, fuck, where was I going with this? Oh, he also is like, he brings into the station. He's like, I can't believe my ex-girlfriend is bothering me with this, uh, (laughs) missing kid. And like, you're, especially if you're a police officer, and I know a lot of police officers are like, not good, but the movie's doesn't seem the movie's point of view doesn't seem to be about that yeah it seems like in the reality of the movie we're supposed to think these are like police who are acting appropriately but he brings it to his sergeant or whatever and his sergeant's like oh yeah it sounds like she's really not over you (laughs) or else like (laughs) why wouldn't she contact her baby daddy and he's like yeah i don't know it's weird but i'm gonna just i guess i'll fly out and see her (laughs) well i think he's motivated too by the photo being so similar to the photo of the girl that he saw die maybe the same person we do not know we literally like, do not. at no point does he go ah maybe i should contact washington state police or yes. the fbi like, i'm gonna go deal with this and out of my jurisdiction like, <laughs> yeah because it, it comes up when he gets to the island <laughs> that he's not in his own jurisdiction so he has no real authority throughout this entire movie but he keeps walking in. He spends the whole rest of the movie essentially walking in to women's private property, screaming in their faces and pushing them over. And dressed like <laughs> what's fucking crazy is dressed the entire time like like a stereotypical college professor. Like, yeah, tweed blazer with leather patches on the elbows. Like he decides to put a suit on before he goes to dispense justice and find a missing child. It made no fucking sense. All right, let's take let's have the plot take us to the island now that we're talking about it. All right, so he travels to an island off the coast of Washington State where a group of New oh, York pagans live. Well, there's yes. one there's one thing. Wait, <laughs> I know it's Do you hard remember to skip when over. that kid is in the back seat. Oh, uh, this isn't what I was expecting you to want to talk about. And 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 the kid's just like, I don't want you to save me. Fuck you. Like the look on her face, like yeah. Like I'm over this. Like, and she's like literally in a car surrounded by fire. Anyway, I just thought that was so stupid. Also, also he like tries to save her through the trunk of the car, despite the fact that like she had just been sitting there with an open window next to her. He's like, the only way I can get in is through the trunk of this car, as opposed to like going around the side where there is an open window. 
or oh, a door. There's also. Be- oh, sorry. Sorry. After you. No, you go because I was gonna jump a little bit forward. Well, well, before they even he goes to the island, he's sitting in his house looking at the picture or some shit, and his phone rings, and it's nobody. It's one of those bullshit things. Oh yeah. Who called? There's no phones on the island. Who the fuck called? There's no phone service there. Mm, That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could be one of their many liaisons on the mainland. On the outside. Ah, whatever it is. What were you going to say, Laura? I was going to bring up how he gets to the island is bonkers because he somehow figures out that there's (laughs) this dude with a little plane who brings food deliveries there every week. And he's just like... (laughs) Hey, I don't know what to say. And the guy is just like, uh. Remember, he's like, well, maybe you? my two friends, uh, my friend, oh, what did uh, you say? And I his, have it here. Uh, Mr. Grant and his twin brother, Ulysses. And we had to look it up. It's $50 bills. Oh. He gave him two 50s, and the guy's like, cut to the plane. <laughs> and the guy's like, absolutely not. They'll, you know, there's something terrible will happen. And then he's like, he's I don't like, want to lose my contract $100. with those women. Yeah. So he sacrificed his livelihood for the years to come for $100. More than that, Chris. All right. So the island Uh, is led by Sister Summer's Isle, an elderly woman who supposedly represents the goddess they worship. Sister Summer's Isle explains to Edward, this is a little bit ahead here, uh, that her ancestors had left England to avoid persecution, only to settle near Salem and find renewed This is like toward the end of the movie. I know, this is like background. Um, But then it it jumps back. Uh, They found renewed persecution in the Salem witch trials before arriving on the island. Sister Summer's Isle explains that their population is predominantly female as they chose the strongest stock, evading Edward's concern about the birth of unwanted males. The island's economy relies on the production of local honey, which Edward learns has declined recently. I this so this is the um what's it called? Here's here's the part. So he's landed. Edward asks the villagers about Rowan, who's the missing kid, but they give him evasive answers. He later sees two men carrying a large bag that appears to be dripping blood. Chris, roll the clip. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We got some stuff. I don't want to no, jump no, too no. far ahead here. Okay. This fine. is we're only at the part where he lands in the island. There's yeah. so much there's there's so much here though. Like like all right. He lands on this island, and the guy, the guy in the 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 pontoon plane, drops him off like on the far side of the island where there's no dock or something, and he like walks yeah. through the woods, and like this did literally nothing to cover his tracks because he get he the, no. he walks up to the first group of people they're like oh he did it well we'll have to talk to him like it didn't even help him at all. No, yeah, he's like, he's like, fine, you can drop me off, like, across the river if you want, and I'll wade through the mud, uh, so they don't know you did it, and he's just like, uh, that's my Nicolas Cage voice. That's pretty good. <laughs> that, that doesn't quite sound like Nicolas Cage, but it does in my head, but then, um, yeah, the second someone comes up to him, they're like, oh, did that pilot guy drop you off? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, are you play? Are you? Was this the clip? Are you uh, still there, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Uh, I'm, I'm on the clip screen. I'm just checking our feed. Do you have anything running in the background? We're getting a lot of drop frames. Is your other computer uh, on? Oh no, no, Meg. Uh, 
Uh, I, it is. I can flip it off while we. But we'll, uh, yeah, it's, I'll, it's... I'll, I'm gonna get the clip going. All right. So this is they. She, they walk up to the people as she was saying, and they're holding a big bag. And then he's like, moving on. I just, I, we, we, we did a short clip for that, but it, right before that, he says, what is that, a shark or something? Yeah. <laughs> but what's also confusing is, unless I missed it, we never find out what was in the bag, right? No, he I just proves on. Oh, I thought it was implied that it was um, the, the pilot, but I guess that wouldn't make any sense because how could they have gotten to the pilot so quickly? And the pilot ends up dead way later. That's true. So they wouldn't have killed him, put him in the bag, and then put him... He would have been more decomposed by the time we see him. Yeah, you're right. And that person was still alive. Uh, But again, so we do think it's a person. It's not just like an animal or something, and he just doesn't care. Yeah, he literally is like, oh, that's weird. You guys are holding a bag that's dripping blood. And then it like kicks him, and then he just literally walks away. He's just like, oh, I guess well, I'll never know. So the thing is, he asks the ladies like where uh, I forget what her name is, Willow, um, where Willow is. That's his ex-girlfriend. And they go, she's up by the mating shed or like, I don't remember exactly mating something. And he doesn't question what that is. He's just like, OK. And he just like <laughs> marches off. Mating shed? She. They said mating something. She's okay. up by the mating I think it might have been like Bill. I don't know. Um, But he doesn't ask what that is. And then he just stomps into a bed and breakfast that (laughs) you can't tell from the outside is a bed and breakfast. He just picks a random building. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like a regular log cabin. (laughs) And then there's mostly women inside. And this is one of my favorite parts. There's mostly women inside. There are a couple men. So I didn't notice anything weird about this, but he just looks around and he goes, must be ladies night. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Must be ladies night. Also like, 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 like you said, like it's just a building. He's like, they have food for free, shelter for free. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Also, nobody wants him there. Like, it's very clear that they don't want him there. They've told him several times, this is private property. And he's still just like kicking around. He's like, I'm just going to, you know, try to investigate this. And we later find out at the end, it was all a plot, obviously. Mm. Um, Is he the bad guy of this movie? That's what I want to know. Because the way they show him, it's like, he's an asshole who walks in there and is like, fuck these people, fuck their ways. I, I, I'm a conquistador. I'm coming in here. You know what I mean? So are they kind of like, is he actually the bad guy here? And that's what we're supposed to take from this. I mean, they're also sacrificing people. So that, that has some bad elements too, Chris. But they're yeah. sacrificing bad people only? <laughs> I don't know. Are they actually? Oh, are they actually sacrificing little kids, little girls, or are they? They are actually sacrificing kids. I think they're just trying to make police think that they're sacrificing kids. <laughs> That's a long. And they're then, playing the long game. You no, know, they're trying to find police officers to impregnate them, to write 
weird letters to seven years later who will come to the even the island even though they don't know their the father the plot the the like like the plot of the people on the island is so convoluted like of all the ways to it's just like a real long game that really hinges on everything going exactly the way that they expect yeah and it also then you have to they're apparently also doing this because the crop didn't do well right but for a plot like this to work out you'd have to know the crop is going to do bad every seven years is that something you would well i so i don't think the girl was his i don't think his that was her his daughter i think that she i feel like that she said something that was like i made you think it was my daughter even though it wasn't uh, no, I or no he said, said i made you think i'm going to sacrifice my daughter i thought what she said mm. No, because I, I think the whole point of, of it being him is they were like, he's both an outsider and an insider because he's Rowan's dad. He's oh, like an insider, but he's an outsider because he's a man and they hate well, men. Maybe in this. They're, they're sowing a crop of Nicolas Cage's across hmm. California and Washington State to if they need to. And it, maybe every one of those women's got like three or four Nick Cages and they just they reap them. <laughs> So it's not, it's, you know what I mean? It's so like, why couldn't they just like bang the pilot dude? I don't like, <laughs> like somebody's like a little closer in. And also if you were going to like make a man disappear, um, a policeman is probably one of your worst options yeah, because right. they get a crew like on that for their own. Like, they're not just going to be like, oh, this police officer is missing. Let's not look into it. Um, they're finding the doofiest, worst police officers, though. So maybe the, the other cops are like, yeah, that guy was terrible. Like, <laughs> that guy's a dumbass. He so wore a tweed blazer with leather elbows to the, the on his chips bike. <laughs> hmm. He never came back from the mystery island where a weird ex-girlfriend asked him to come look for a random little girl. Guess we won't look into that. <laughs> Women, am I right? Oh, <laughs> like, oh my God. All right. All right. So um, the plot jumps ahead a little bit here, but I do want to point out that there's a bunch of really boring scenes. Oh, I gotta, when he's at the, when he's at the inn, and he does his fucking speech like, I'm here on official police business, everybody. Watch out. That. And he fucking kills a bee like out of yeah. nowhere. And I'm like, oh, he's dead. He killed a bee. It's foreshadowing. He's like, keep the change or whatever he says. And he throws $2. He drinks the mead. Also, like they're making, giving him homemade mead. It's probably so delicious. He mm. throws two $1 bills on the table and just walks upstairs. Like, like even if this was a hotel. Like, I don't know what century he thinks he's in, but, you know, he's a cop. He should know the hotels have to get your license and they have to, like, keep a record of everyone who stays there by law. Like, he he's also like, asks the woman at the counter if she's the bar maiden. Yeah, like, what is, yeah, he's like from olden times. <laughs> like, There's uh, a... A few things that happened. So the, the next thing on the Wikipedia page is when he goes to the school. But there's a, <laughs> a few things that happened before then um, that I think were worth noting. Uh, we meet the synchronized twins, the two ladies that uh, talk oh, at the same time, uh, which for our improv friends reminded me of Dr. Know-it-all. I was like, OK, cool. <laughs> I can do that, too. 
nobody yeah. <laughs> but like he doesn't even care he's just like oh okay these two ladies are talking at the exact same time like whatever yeah he's like the yeah. way, like literally the moment is huh crazy ladies he's like hey has anyone seen my self-help tapes <laughs> like that's like literally what's more concerning at that moment than the crazy ladies um there's like, he he meets with his ex-fiance who uh looks a lot like fiona apple to me i don't know if you guys got the is she fraser's wife from fraser no she looks like her too no. remember rod oh no is it no what's her name remember fraser's long lost wife remember, but she oh, i'm gonna find her this woman has really bright big blue eyes and fraser's wife i think has brown eyes yeah I that's think you're so right. random that you guys know that <laughs> Lilith, <laughs> the color of fraser's wife Lilith Sternin. <laughs> Um, no, this actress, this actress was very pretty, but I don't know if this was like a directing choice or what it was. She was so completely blank. Oh my God. Yeah. Time that it was confusing. Like I really wasn't sure what she was going for. And I was really surprised that he wasn't reacting to her blankness. Like, she was almost acting like a robot, acting like a person. I just put Fraser's wife up on the screen for people. But. <laughs> yeah, she was, like, super, like, uh, but I, what it looked like to me, if you know the ending is, she's just really bad at lying. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, it's always every scene is her just trying to come up with some shitty lies. Every scene, she's like, I thought I was, I can't say anything. I'll tell you later. Yeah. So, so frustrating. It was just like, like, and he didn't seem to care. He was just like, he was yeah, just. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well, my feelings are still kind of hurt that you broke up with me. And she's you know, like, you're asking me to look for your kid. He's asking good questions too. He's like, hey, you know, what the fuck's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then she's, she thinks she's about to lay out some like really helpful exposition, but she's just like, yes, it's all because of that. <laughs> and she'll say nothing after. Yeah. You're like, but he what? doesn't do any follow-ups. He's just like, Ugh, okay, and then like well, runs okay. through a different building. <laughs> she was like, an, she was like an NPC. She was like, it was like a video game, and you really can't ask questions that aren't scripted in the in the video game, basically. Mm. Uh. So then, all right. So another other stuff that happens before he goes to the classroom, uh, he meets Lily Sobieski. Remember her? <laughs> I was excited she she was in this movie. He has a lot of confusing conversations with her. Uh, I'm among still other people. really confused about what her character wants. Um, right, because she was like, "Take me with you." Yeah. But then she said that to James Franco at the end. So it's like, does she want to escape or not? Yeah, because at the end, she's carrying out their business by bringing another, by getting impregnated by another police officer. But in that scene, it looks like she just wants to leave the island with him. But if she does that, then like that goes against their whole plan of trying to bring him there. It's it's it, it is very unclear. Um and just, she's also menacingly holding an axe through that whole conversation. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. Like if we're supposed to think that she might just kill him there. It's just, it's just, it was such a tedious, uh, tedious conversation. She says something like the day of tomorrow. I don't know. I wrote down day of tomorrow for some reason. Um, but it's just like, you're watching it and you're just like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And it's yeah. so boring. 
And the timeline didn't make any sense either when I watched it the second time. Um, <laughs> because the second time I realized that um, he had gone to sleep in between the time where he overheard the conversation about them them talking about something big is going to happen in the day of tomorrow. Yeah. Or whatever. So then he goes to sleep. So the day of tomorrow is no longer tomorrow. It's today. Didn't he say that but, at some point too? Yeah. but And then they have a very con- confusing conversation about what is tomorrow? Is tomorrow today? Is today's tomorrow today? <laughs> is there- <laughs> um, yeah like they were like that's the day up tomorrow why don't you say day after tomorrow silly like that's what Lily Zolieska said so it's like wait what anyway. and he goes I thought it was a local expression <laughs> and she's like no loser someone was fucking with you we ain't Amish <laughs> alright yeah. let's let's go to she's like, like uh, okay. go, no, go ahead Laura sorry <laughs> Um, no, that was all I had to say. <laughs> all right, let's get to the school scene. I'm going to read the description as this is one of the only scenes in the Wikipedia page that is actually described in full. Uh, so he um, goes to the school. Uh, teacher Sister Rose tries to prevent Edward from seeing Not the another flower. <laughs> but before we go there, yeah. I do have a clip I want to run, which is uh, before. So there were a couple of moments where the movie was getting so boring that they interjected things. One, I think, happens around what you're talking now. Uh, oh, no, I think it happens after that. But one is the night when he falls asleep before the day of tomorrow, right? He's uh, he's talk- he's having a dr- nightmare. And is this the nightmare in a nightmare? I, f- I found the clip. So he's having a night. He wakes up from a nightmare. I feel like this is the cheapest thing ever done in movie history. All right, ready? Here it goes. Let's see if it works. Because I I didn't. Oh, let me. Let me just. uh, Hold on. Let me pause it. Hold on. I screwed this up because I didn't set up the audio so that you could hear it quick. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's sitting on the dock. And he sees the girl under the dock. Remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. This was like the only part that actually scared me. So like literally all they had was Nick Cage sits on a dock for a half hour as like the script. And they're like, we got to put some more action in this movie. Look at that dive. I love that dive. <laughs> so he dives in. Little side dive. Yeah. You know, tries to get her. This is probably way too long of a clip for me to put on here. I didn't edit it because it was just like straight off of YouTube. Uh, kid. It was a dream. It was a dream. Oh, yeah. And then this. This is the part that scared me. Oh, it's an old. Ah! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> the god damn it at the end. The god damn it at the end really is like what what uh like makes it like really funny. It's like yeah, like, he's like frustrated. I think himself. when I wake up from a dream that I'm getting a dead kid and I wake up holding a dead kid, it's like um, not again. God damn it. Chris, if you can believe it, that part is actually after the school children part. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Okay. No, no worries. I was just looking. Um, no, I think the part you were thinking of that's a useless action scene before that is when he like runs to the barn and like falls through. Yes. Oh, yeah. The he falls through the thing. Barn. 
for no reason <laughs> and like finds a red sweater. Yeah, he's just like, oh, Rowan was here. Like that and then, box full of onions that someone put there earlier. Apparently, they didn't step on the floor. That was so weak, it would just fall through. Yeah. <laughs> All right, school children. Uh, so Sister Rose tries to prevent Edward from seeing the class register. When he sees that Rowan's name has been crossed out, he becomes outraged at the teacher and Rowan's classmates' lies. Uh, Rose insists that Edward talk with her outside. After a short discussion of the island people's view of death, she explains that capital punishment is used to enforce their laws. Edward asks how Wait, Rowan I died. Don't, I don't remember that explanation. I don't remember capital punishment. Either, yeah. Uh, Edward asks how Rowan dies, and Sister Rose tells him she'll burn to death. When Edward catches the tense she used, Sister Rose quickly corrects herself. She burned to death. That's the score. That's that's the blurb about that. Good that, detective was, work. <laughs> this was a really tedious scene. <laughs> I okay. I loved this scene actually. <laughs> First off, he just like. <laughs> Okay, first off, it opens with a teacher in front and she's like, what do men represent? Which is like a question that makes no sense. And then these two twin girls, apparently in their culture, all twins talk at the same time. These two little twin girls go, phallic symbol, phallic symbol. And then Nick yep. Cage like, quick, finishes walking in the door and goes, oh, school's changed a lot since I went to school. <laughs> just the phallic symbol phallic symbol is crazy phallic symbol phallic symbol oh school's different but now isn't it the other way around that phallic symbols represent men because it's yes. a symbol <laughs> yeah it, it the question makes no sense at all like it's just like we need it was almost like filler language like we need them to say something weird about men to show that they they have a weird thing going on but like what they said makes no sense and then um do and then uh he just like pulls out his badge and these are like little kids like they don't even in a normal society they wouldn't this wouldn't be the way to go about this but he pulls out his badge and he's like i'm a cop girls you have to answer everything i say <laughs> and was, they just like stare at him was he like um was he uh oh what was it um like oh what was i gonna say i just lost it oh never mind it's gone shit sorry let's uh all right so so yeah so other thoughts about that the teacher is dressed like a dominatrix for some reason <laughs> there no, or towards the or towards the end she's dressed like a dominatrix no even there it. like like just like a really stereotypical like 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 a teacher dominatrix mm. i don't know like, yeah not like, like a teacher teacher yeah um and yeah and all the, there's all these twins everybody looks the same it's they pass yeah. them the picture oh. around really slowly it's i remember terrible. what i was gonna say do you think that the a lot of this dialogue was just like straight out of the original wicker man and that's why it feels so dated i do think i heard that that like it's very it's pretty similar but i don't know why why that one is a classic and this one is terrible yeah uh, is that one a classic or is I it i think people really it like it Okay, then. I have a picture of the dominatrix teacher I can bust bust out into the screen. 
Yeah, it has. Uh, well, the original Wicker Man has uh, really good. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, but um, um, then he sees a desk at the back of a classroom, which truly is not a, a hint. I mean, when I was in school, there'd be extra desks sometimes, and you could not have the exact amount of desks at all times that you have of children. But he sees a desk with a uh, miniature house on top of it, and he just goes, is that her desk? Whose desk is it? Whose desk is it? And the teacher's like, it's it's like nobody's, it's fine. So then he runs over to the desk, throws the miniature thing off of it, and a crow flies out oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crow on the desk <laughs> and oh, that's, the- that's foreshadowing too because then we see the teacher dressed up as a crow later oh i didn't catch that but does that mean anything probably not no but i don't i don't understand what that means because a creepy little girl next to him is like we caught it and decided to see how long he could last in the desk. And Nicholas Cage is like, that's sick. Why would you let them do a sick thing? <laughs> Remember, he's like, you're all a bunch of liars. You're all little liars. Okay, so then here the Wikipedia page skips really far ahead. So I'm just looking through my notes to remember what happened after that. Do you um, remember when he, 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 she, they were talking about quixotic and they kind of lost the thread on what the word quixotic actually meant? And they were like, "Like, would that be too quixotic of me if I did that?" And like, and she's <laughs> like, "Yes, it again? would." I think uh, the, oh, the teacher. The teacher said, it. "The teacher's like, that's mightily quixotic of you." And he's like, "What's quixotic mean?" And then later he's like, "What would it be too quixotic if I grabbed your ledger and looked inside?" I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh. um, okay. So after this, we he goes to visit Francis Conroy's house. I don't remember what her character's name oh, was. Oh, but, but wait, she- don't gloss over the fact that unmentioned again, we see a twin sister of the teacher work in the fields. And yes, like, you're right. Don't oh, I know you? Yeah. I was confused by that too. So I I was really like unsure if they were implying that the teacher could somehow move really fast and like what it was the teacher in the field or if it I was- I think it was a twin. I think based on all the other twin stuff, that's my guess. Oh, maybe this, the thing on this island is everyone's twins. Everyone's twins. Like maybe that's that other girl is actually his the twin of that other girl. Like maybe that's the deal. Oh. Oh, maybe. But still, why would she leave the island? I don't know. It'd be great if they explain that. Yeah. Yeah. I never do. All right. So we're in Francis Conroy's house. She's the photographer and doctor. We see a bunch of Wait, did, did we cut over um, when he went to the grave? Uh, no, the grave is actually way later. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot when that happened, too. It's it's later on. Um, so there's pickled fetuses. The, uh, then he goes to visit his w- willow, and that's when she tells him that uh, she's the, the, the girl, missing girl is his daughter, right? Yeah. And then they yeah, smooch. She does it, like, accidentally. She's like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to find our daughter. Oh, I said our... <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like real lazy writing to be like, I'm not even gonna come up with a lie. I'm just yeah. gonna but trail off. Also <laughs> throughout the whole movie, everyone's just like, Why don't you ask the dad? And 
why doesn't she ask the dad? And it's like, if wouldn't you ask the police officer though to find a missing kid? Uh yes yeah yeah but maybe someone in your state i don't know that might be a good place to start yeah definitely or yeah not just like any random police officer you kind of know or like you know if 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 lady summer's isle unless you don't trust lady summer's isle but like she should technically be in charge of like missing people for that right like she should be the first person you go to for help Goddamn movie. (laughs) So it sounds like the girlfriend heavily implies, she heavily implies that the rest of the town thinks she's crazy and and Rowan, her daughter, never actually existed. Yeah. Yeah, and that's certainly the way that they're reacting to everything when he, when he, when she talked. Yeah. There was that. Like this, this, this is like long game of like, oh, we're gonna kill you, but also we're gonna pretend that you're crazy. And I then- think that like, like that stuff they tried to do there, like it didn't really land at all, and like, no, it was so thin that I was like, I don't like, you know, I don't buy this for even a second. I just, uh, it just kind of was like, what is this even? You know, when you see that on the screen. Let's um, let's uh, we're we're we have been talking about this for i'm gonna skip ahead a few things a quick a couple of scenes i want to mention uh he gets somehow stuck in the middle of a field of beehives oh but like, wait you're jumping over yeah, the I part didn't understand no that that's part. that's the next scene chris right after that is the the beehives but what about the scene where he's like talking and he's like uh <laughs> like so when he tells him it's his daughter uh, so there's a couple things that happen that he jumped over. One is <laughs> he's in the room looking for clues. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, and then there's the desk that he says... He flips over the desk and says, help me, it's all scrolled over the fucking desk. Yeah, and like you would think as a mom, like if your kid was missing and then you saw that, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like... But she's just like... You know, what if... It's like, you know what's under there? like, ran yeah, away or something. But the mom is just like... Yeah, she liked to draw. <laughs> now, if you think about the context of the movie, I don't think that was planted. That girl probably actually scratched that into the desk, like, independent of this whole plot. Like, it doesn't seem well, like that was, you know? Well, no, because the girl was clearly in on it. Remember at the but end? Like, like, why would she put, why would she do all that? Like, what? Well, the- that's the thing with every single clue that he finds is, like, it makes no sense as a planted clue because they're all things that you like would not necessarily expect him to find. Yeah. And even if he found them, you wouldn't expect like these people in the, he figures out that they want him to think that she was sacrificed because in the photographer doctor's house, he opens up a random book that she has. Like, how could she say, Oh yeah, when I leave this room, he's definitely going to open this book to this page, right? And read yeah. these paragraphs. He does like two hours of research in like ten seconds. <laughs> like he happens upon like a huge, huge clue. <laughs> and all right, yeah. So that under the desk thing, and consistently, yeah, under the desk thing. consistently in this movie, uh, too. The only person having any semi-realistic reactions to anything is Nick Cage. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a big stretch. I know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, so he's he's uh, running through this field of beehives. Somehow he gets, he just by being allergic to bees, he somehow gets right into the middle of it without noticing. He, he's really bad at running and keeps falling. Uh, it's like a crazy, it's like intended to be some sort of action sequence, but it's really stupid. <laughs> We've still gotten a clip of this one, but um, he somehow pulls he like pulls out a massive syringe at some point out of his pocket like i guess it's supposed to be like a old school epipen or something um and then he ends up being healed by uh francis conroy the doctor right yeah i mean i didn't really get the entire point of the whole subplot of him being allergic to bees because it didn't really matter like right and they set up that he's allergic he ran uh, towards the bees. He too. has an EpiPen to save himself. He gets stung by a bee. They heal him. It's but like yeah. he sees the beehives, and <laughs> he panics. It runs into the beehives. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't turn around. Not, he's not in the middle of the when he starts. <laughs> he's on the edge, and he runs in. <laughs> And then it's like, B.I., B.I., it's like, you would have seen this. You would have seen this ahead of you because it's so big and vast and beehives. It wouldn't have come up out yeah, of nowhere and like, oh, I'm in the middle large. of it now. It would have been like, I'm on the edge of a beehive field. Oh, my God. That was yeah. so stupid. Oh, and I think this happened right before the beehives, but I hated the really long drawn out action sequence where he gets stuck in like an underground. Yeah, this sewer is actually over- right, right after. Yes. Oh, okay. it's after. Yeah, that, and that's what happens next. Yeah. Well, something uh, happens. Before, yeah. Before he does that, though, he um, digs up that grave. He asks, he's like, I'm going to dig up that random grave. That oh, I- yeah, yeah, yeah. Finds the bunny, then he goes to the flooded crypt and just wait. I thought it was a doll with its face burned off. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Well, there was there was something that happened when he was getting healed too. But I just took note of this. Was she says, uh, "I didn't use your epipen. I did it in the old way." Yes. I was like, what does that even mean? Is there yeah. magic in this movie? Is there is there magic? Who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> um. And but, she also she also says he also says um, at some point breeding sounds like inbreeding to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's dug up this grave. No one seems to care. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Dig up this grave. He goes to this crypt. He gets stuck in the crypt uh, that's flooded. Uh, his ex girlfriend keep happens to be walking by, and then Chris, we have a clip. Well. Yes, and he just just to point this out. He's like, "I want the body exhumed," right? He says that to her. It's like, "Well, I can't stop you." So then he just goes with a fucking shovel. Yeah, (laughs) I was thinking that, like, if you were doing an investigation, especially an investigation that's not your jurisdiction, you can't just dig up a body by yourself. Like, what was he gonna do if her body was there? Did he He have evidence bags? Was he like he was gonna pick up bones? And just like like, suitcase bones, not not a good cop. Yeah, nothing that would be admissible in court. None of it. Like he would have lost that case. Like like straight up lost that case. Yeah, uh, Chris, can we play what happens when he confronts Willow about the doll he finds? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Famous scene from the movie. So this is. A famous scene. How'd it get burned? 
How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. <laughs> Can we play it again just for yeah. fun? <laughs> Hold on. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. I did something to this clip just for fun because it happened yeah. by accident on uh, on Premiere. It's backwards. Oh, I couldn't figure out what that was. Backwards, that clip is just as good as forwards. <laughs> oh my god, that scene is so fucked up. Um. Okay, so he... Yeah, uh, and it's unclear, like, even if she would know why it was burned or that it was there. At, and at this point, I was going to say, this is when it, the movie really turns around for me because it's like, he's been pretty restrained and this is when he just is he's cracks. The cage is unlocked. Yeah. The cage is unlocked. For sure. <laughs> but did you, um, at that point, did you, d d there was a line when he's uh, talking to Willow and he's like, go home, stay inside. Something bad's going to happen. I could feel it. And like, she's like, okay. Like, well, like, what is the, I don't know. It was just a weird, in, weird he, moment. At, he really, there's so many points in this movie when he should have called the feds or just like literally yes. done anything other than stay on this island and try to fix this himself. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I guess I actually, oh, one thing I don't have, Chris, is when he uh, tries to go find, um, the the radio from the plane i'm not sure exactly where that is i think that's later on oh that happened uh i have it on my notes it's after i think it already happened it's like it's, it's like the radio is broken and he doesn't care is what i wrote and that was <laughs> it's um, before he ran so, in the bees oh wait oh there's another one uh hold on it's pretty far back actually it's right after the dream sequence with the girl under the dock the radio's broken in the plane and he's just like whatever well, no, I'm talking about when he finds the pilot who's dead. Oh, no, that's that's not till later. The radio okay. is busted. And there was a moment that we, we, we went past. Do you remember when he helps the guy with the logs and all the logs fall? Like he's on the bicycle. And he's yeah. Like, Let me help you no, with the logs. I forget that. He stops to help the, these guys with the logs and they're like, no, no, no. And then he just fucks it up and he rides away. Like all the logs <laughs> fall off the thing. <laughs> For someone who's extremely concerned about what's happening with the men on this island he's very weird to the men on this island very like, awkward with them yeah yeah like he never just like approaches them and tries to have a normal conversation with them to figure out like what's going on with them like at one point he just like the closest he gets is he like runs up to one and he's like don't be afraid. And he just like shakes him. And the guy is just sitting there nicely, like in the inn, like having a drink. And he's like, don't be afraid. And the guy just goes, Ugh! <laughs> and then Nicholas Cage like walks away. He's like, guys, I need help. Men, God, like he's expecting some kind of weird reaction out of the dudes. Yeah. And the guys just like have no reaction to him <laughs> ever. The men won't so help. Yeah, so definitely when he starts screaming about the how to get burn, this is when everything crazy starts happening and when the movie starts actually getting interesting because the rest of the movie is so boring. Um, yeah. So he starts running around the house and opening up the different doors. Oh, the dude with boils all over his body in the bed? Boils 
all over his body. Although actually based on later on, do you think they're bee stings? I think they're oh, bee stings. At first I thought sense. they were boils, but yeah, I think they're bees. And then there's the woman who's all covered in bees. <laughs> yeah, she smiles. She's in the chair. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, well, just going to move on. They're like, we need some imagery for this trailer. And this is what's yeah. going to happen here. <laughs> and then we get to, oh, all right. I'm uh, Chris, the next clip I think is... Uh, what happens next. So he goes back into, just to set this up, he's seen these crazy images in the different rooms. He's going to go confront the innkeeper. So he goes in and she and this other lady are talking about something sinister. And he's he's going to go confront the innkeeper. <laughs> he walks down the stairs very slowly, staring at her. <laughs> and like their interaction up to that point was just like he gave Very her minor. mead she gave him mead and then he gave her two dollars and then the next interaction is he punches her <laughs> that's um up. and then actually chris if you want to pull up the next clip which happens immediately afterwards uh hold on a minute is it so, oh yeah is it another attack of some kind yeah it's another attack okay so then he gets into a fight with lily sovieski Oh, I don't have that one. Oh, you don't have that one. Okay. Uh, oh, so I'm sorry. But I was so confused by Lily Sobieski's fighting him before this because it seemed like so, she wanted to go with him, right? Yeah. Well, one, her character might have wanted to go with him. So in that case, she wouldn't fight him. But if she isn't on the plan, they want him to take the bear costume and go to this thing go to the festival and try to interrupt it to like get yeah, the girl she's trying to stop him. But yeah, she was trying to stop him from doing that. It just feels like they didn't really, it's just, it just super feels like it was all retroactively like, Oh, this is all part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, a I don't plan all that along. doesn't make any sense why it would be part of the plan. It does. No, no sense at all. Um, so then he puts on the bear costume. And uh, it also doesn't make any sense that they would know that he was going to put on the bear costume and do that. But they all seem to be like, like when he runs out in the bear costume, they're all like, yes, yes. But there's there's another part uh, where, do you remember he starts going house to house? Like he's going house oh, to house. I love and he's just <laughs> harassing every motherfucker on the island. Like he spends like, like, like 30 minutes, like he's going up to kids like, take off your mask, asshole. What's under yeah. the mask? Every, every single kid and the kids are all just laughing at him 10 year old girls like it's just a bunch of like 10 year old girls who just ripping their masks off over and over again and then and then so then he goes to the beach and uh and like he oh and that's where he finds the and he finds pilot. the dead pilot and he sees that his eyes and mouth are sewed shut and his hand has been t- completely like ripped off and his first reaction is to try to wake him up like he tries <laughs> to shake him awake like he's clearly dead and he's like <laughs> This guy is very dead. That was so stupid. Um, All right. So he uh, puts on the bear outfit. He goes and he sneaks up. The bear outfit belonged to the innkeeper. Right. So everyone thinks. And they're having a really funny conversion before he steals the bear costume. Because I remember. 
they're chit chat. They're having just like girl talk. And the one woman's like, yeah, uh, bringing out the bear costume again. It gets a little tighter every year, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and is this post clock in the face recovery? No, that's before. Oh, so yeah. All right. So she, he, yeah. he punches her to put on her bear costume. <laughs> and then in the bear costume. This all right, happens. so in the bear costume, so you have that clip, right? Chris? Yeah, I have, I have it ready. So he sneaks, <laughs> up, he sneaks up on the on the um, the parade, and then he sees the girl tied to the tree, and he's like, "I'm gonna go rescue that girl who is he thinks is his daughter, right?" Yeah. So they have this this. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have the judo kick. Oh man, that's uh, okay. I, I forgot I, to tell you to get that. I one. also love when like he sneaks into the parade wearing the bear costume, and he sneaks next to um, his ex girlfriend, and he's like what are you doing here? I told you not to come here. And she's like, what? Yeah. It's like at this point, dude, clearly she's a double agent. And, uh, and maybe if he had not, if he had not talked to her, he could have like, like, like low key, just been the bear. And, and I don't know, got away, but who knows? But anyway, here's him in the bear costume. What is it? What's wrong? (laughs) Don't be frightened. He's like, don't be frightened. I'm in a bear costume. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Bear but also, why would he take off the costume to show, like, he takes off the costume, which significantly slows down his running away. Yeah. Yeah. And While he, he knows that hundreds of people are chasing him. He's got, he stops to take off the costume. He's just like, oh, did you... Catch the part where that lady he punched in the face was blowing a shofar. Like, she was just like, I, I just love that. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. So he rescues the girl. Uh, then he tries to like get away, but then all the women surround him again. The lady runs to the the girl runs to the mom, and we find out it was all a setup. There, she wasn't missing. They had just lured him there. Um, oh. it was all the way back to their engagement. Even a lady cop who we saw earlier in the movie was in on it. Like, uh, I missed that part. How was the lady cop in on it? She, she was on the up. island. She was just there. <laughs> She's like, oh. yeah, she like comes out from the crowd. And it's just like, mm-hmm. See, oh, I, I was I in on it too. Many blonde women in this movie. <laughs> I just like couldn't. <laughs> it's just like, like so many moving parts to this, this fucking story. And like, how are they even intended this to work? Thanks. No sense. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, if, if, um, Meg, Meg, if you could clearly, if one of you guys could clearly, concisely, like, describe what their plan is. I will. <laughs> the plan was to pick up a guy, have him impregnate them, lure him to the island to investigate. Ten years miss- later. Yeah, to investigate a missing girl, be really hostile to him. And have then- that missing girl uh, run around outside his apartment. I mean, where he's staying late at night and lead him through a series of mazes that he's going to get hurt, but not die because they need to sacrifice him later. And then also plant like her cardigan in a flooded tomb. Um, They're also going to kill a bunch. But like, why did they kill the pilot when they wanted him to be there in the first place? Like, why are they punishing the pilot? Because the the pilot would be the only one who knew 
that he that went he to the there. island. Yeah. So they just get a but, new pilot. But, but he told other people he was going to the island. Yeah. Yeah, their their cover's blown. Unless they have, who knows how deep this goes? Maybe they got people all over in the government. Who knows? So right. they sent that one woman to police academy <laughs> to <laughs> late years later deliver the letter that this the girl like was missing without a stamp. Way to get, like even if they had just like as soon as he arrived on the island, if they had just you know mobbed him and tied him up, like yeah. What was like, the festival was the next day. Like the timeline of this movie is so short. The day they could have they could have definitely kept him captive for a day before this. Yeah. Uh, I so like all right, so there's the big reveal. Uh right. but I want to talk about if it's all right, uh the oh, well, let's let's talk about the ending actually before yeah, I Yeah, okay. I do, so, right. uh the ending and this is the original the uh, theatrical ending uh they all chant the drone must die the drone must die and they put him in a giant uh like wicker man uh, movie title um you hear overdubbed audio <laughs> Uh, him being like, ah, oh, don't break my legs. Ugh. Oh, you're breaking you're... my legs. <laughs> oh, my legs are broken now. But you don't actually see that visually. Um, and then he's up in the thing, and then he dies. And then up hoisted a... into a giant wicker man, and then he's, and he's burned, burned alive. alive. And he goes, and then, ah! <laughs> and then I want to point out that in the in the R-rated version, that's the scene where they say, no, not the bees. They put all the bees. I in have the clip. Play the clip, Chris. I have the clip, the not the bees clip. This one's a little gruesome. Yeah, it's guys, okay. it's gruesome. It's truly a gruesome scene of what happens. This is the most famous scene from the movie, so I feel like we have to play it. Yeah, I mean, who knows if, if Twitch is just going to immediately ban this account because of all these clips. Ah, what, ah, what is it? What is it? <laughs> what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, no, not the bees! Ah! Close your mouth, dude. Close your mouth. Yeah. Also, bees are generally peaceful creatures. Like, they only sting them, like, when they're provoked, unless they, like, riled them up, you know? Well, I think um, keeping them in that satchel and then pouring them into that is aggressive. Are bees a pourable? <laughs> like they can fly. Does gravity like just make them fall? Like when they just go, would just be like, like as you're pouring it. I don't know, man. Why do they have that 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 device already to go? Is this something they do to people often, or just because it's of a the reverse but beekeeper also the helmet? Thing is- the thing is the burning him, right? So what's even the point of the bee helmet? Yeah, just torture, I guess. Yeah, that would seem like this kind of stupid that they would do that, but they did. So, um, like, I went to go see this movie in theaters with my friend Neil uh, years and years and years ago. Is this a good time to tell this story? Yes. Okay. And uh, there was a moment where, I don't know if you remember this, where he gets away, he gets the bear suit off. We were, we were going to this movie expecting to see a Nick Cage action movie because we just come off a face-off con here and we're like, this is Nick Cage. <laughs> so uh, there's a moment he gets the bear. You know, we see him punching people. We're like, all right, now it's going to get crazy. <laughs> he takes the bear suit off and his phone rings. Do you remember this? And he's like, <laughs> we need help. Help us. Help us. Remember that? Like he gets yeah, through his yeah, partner yeah. for a second. So we went back. We, we were like, the alternate ending splits off there, right? 
where he gets surrounded, the ladies reveal their plot, and he's in the field, right? But that phone call was his partner saying, we have the uh, the, the Black Hawk helicopters and we're, we're 10 miles out. We're coming in now to your location. We're going to use the cell phone to tranquilize the signal. But, you know, he didn't hear all that because it, the signal was no good. So then, like, right as they're about to, you know, his... This is your, wait, at, this is your alternate ending, This is my right? alternate ending. Right as they're about to swoon and he's like... Wait, he's alternate ending or your personal My My personal alternate ending that I wrote with my friend Neil after seeing this movie. Oh, I understand. So, like, he's shooting his gun. And no bullets are coming out. And then right as he's about to get swamped, two Black Hawk helicopters swoop in. And then, like, you get Michael Bay style, like, guys dropping off the ropes. And then they throw him a shotgun and all this other stuff. That would be our alternate ending. That's it. (laughs) See, I don't mind the ending. I just don't, like, there's just these, like, so long gratuitous, um, scenes. Like, cut the whole, like, water chamber thing cut the whole running through the barn yeah that was like cut every conversation with willow and lily sobieski yeah yeah make this movie something with willow's character where like um like i feel like you either needed to make her convincing in the beginning so that we were like really surprised when she turned out to be bad yeah or like um make her I don't know give her something somehow sympathetic in some way yeah but she's not it's just like yeah completely unsympathetic. Yeah. no yeah the whole time you're just like what's wrong with this chick like and then they they have one of the most awkward movie kisses oh god it's bad i've ever seen yeah it's like uncomfortable i it like goes on for way too long she seems way too young for him <laughs> i feel like this is going to be a recurring theme in our movie yeah Especially when we get to like Ghost Rider, and are we gonna? You want to do some? Uh... Oh yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's do the very the 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 very last scene, which is not in the original version. Um, so this is the scene where Lily Sobieski and Willow go to a bar in like you know modern times, <laughs> and they run into of all people James Franco and some other dude. I do not know why James Franco is in this movie, and they seduce them. And then Lily Sobieski says, when you go, will you take me with you? Also, Again. James Franco's in the police academy. Like, they're oh, specifically. Yeah. So they're really targeting cops. Yeah. But also, this is like one of those scenes that could have been a minute long, but is <laughs> like 10 minutes long. Yeah, they, because <laughs> they have they keep in all the awkward pauses that you would have in a normal conversation. Like they they sit down, and um, the girl they just all stare at each other for yeah, a couple of weeks. So they're so they're like the women are so awkward and like unlikable that yeah they're supposed to be these seductresses, but they're just so weird. And like the most likable person is James Franco in that scene. You're like, oh, I immediately mm-hmm. want to know more about him. Like, what's his life all about? Uh, yeah, they're just like, where are you from? And he's like outside the city and she's like oh okay do you want to get beers and he's like a couple pictures let's do that (laughs) i was like too like you think that this movie could have been an alien movie because like they're they don't know how to like they could just be aliens yeah 
with all the twins and stuff. Maybe that's what this really is. Maybe that would make more sense. Or I thought you were saying like a movie that aliens made. <laughs> I mean, they understood like what an, a thriller movie is. <laughs> I I have a couple trivia items about this before we start ranking it. Um, so uh, Nicholas Cage objected to the criticism that the film was unintentionally funny, saying that he and the director knowingly made the picture as an absurdist black comedy and that it should have been seen and judged as such. <laughs> I believe him. Sure. <laughs> um, the film is dedicated to Johnny Ramone. Uh, I saw that. I don't know what. Who introduced Nicolas Cage to the original Wicker Man? Um, is the original one supposed to be a comedy? Also, I don't think so. I think it, it's a. I don't know. I've never. Saruman. Seen it. Saruman plays Nicolas Cage's Christopher character. Lee, yeah. Christopher Lee. Uh, much of the dialogue, perhaps over 80%, is word for word the same as in the original, albeit that's oh, different. That makes uh, sense then. Okay. This is one of two films that received an F cinema score from audiences upon its release in 2006, along with the movie Bug. Um, Bug. Nicholas Cage's last name, character's last name, Malice, is a combination of the words male and phallus. <laughs> um, oh boy! The typeface of the opening credits is identical to that that was used in the original Wicker Man, so that's why they use papyrus. Papyrus oh. existed in the seventies. I didn't know that either. I thought that was like a nineties thing. <laughs> I I thought so too. Um, and uh, this is my favorite fact uh recently or i get probably not that recently nicholas cage says that he wanted to remake this movie and the quote is i would like to hook up with one of the great japanese filmmakers like the master that made ringu and i would like to take the wicker man to japan except this time he's a ghost <laughs> hey I would watch it. Kill a goat? but you can't kill a ghost so how do you I would watch it 100%. I'm watching it. 100%. I mean, that sounds like it would be yeah. like maybe an actual horror movie. <laughs> All right, Chris, take us to the rankings. Let's figure out again. One of the purposes of this this uh, show is to watch every single Nicolas Cage movie and rank them. So let's let's uh, give our scores for this movie in several key categories and see where it ends up in our ranking of Nicolas Cage movies. All right. Whoa. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So, uh, let's place our judgment. Meg designed this really nifty uh, interface. Oh, I love the bunny. So, we have two sections. The second section is my own little thing that's just Nick Cage. But this is the we'll, overall movie we're talking about. Yeah, we'll get to this. And so, yeah. this, this is going to be out of 10. Um, so, the first item is how good is the cast? Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three points for... Francis Conroy, because I love Francis Conroy. She's the innkeeper? No, she's the doctor. Oh, I liked her. I really liked the innkeeper, too. I thought she did, like, a very convincing job for how crazy... What? Uh, how many points would you give it, Laura? Well, this is tricky, because I actually thought most of the acting was really entertaining, except I absolutely, like, hated willow's every choice well, and don't, don't overthink it go with your gut wait what is this out of 10 
10. Uh, four. Okay. What do you got, Chris? Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to, I'm in line with you. I'm going to give it a three for a cast. Okay. I think you have Chris and Laura backwards in your spreadsheet, the points. Oh, oopsie. All right. Uh, acting quality. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, a two. What do you guys think? I'm going to stick with four. Wow. I, I am going to split the difference with a three. All right. Fun. Uh, how fun was the movie? Uh, I mean, it was half fun and half just hot garbage. So I guess I'll give it a five. What'd you guys uh, think? You give it a I five? give it a six. Six? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to see if the stream is alive. Is there something wrong with the stream? Oh, I have no... Oh, you can see it? It looks fine. I though uh, I don't see the spreadsheet. Oh, but we're, maybe way, we're way far behind. Uh, uh, what's it called? Why is... Um, the lag? Okay. Yeah, because I, I was trying to lower the latency. Okay, fun. I think since it is like three quarters boring and then it doesn't get very fun to the end, I'm going to give it a three just because it wasn't fun to the very end. I wasn't like having a lot of fun until like the last third of the movie. All right, special effects. Uh, I don't know. Well, I will. All right, you go first. Okay, no, you go first. Fine. I'm gonna say, let's not discount the incredible practical effect of building an entire life-size Wicker Man, then burning it. So yeah. For no, that yeah, alone, that, that for sure impressed me. I think they're gonna the, get, uh, get up to a seven on that for me. I hated all the costuming though seemed like a really cheap Ren Faire. It just really? didn't seem like authentic cult. Although that's not effects. Yeah, I'll get a five. It's fine. I'll split the difference and do six. Okay. All right. Overall ranking, uh, I'm going to put that overall as a two because this movie is hot garbage. Mm. I think... I'm going to say three. I'll say three also. Yeah. Okay. And, and then we have the bonus points we can award for anything. Um, I'm going to give one bonus point uh, for just the the sheer fact that it became like some of the moments were so memorable. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's that there's that value to the movie. It's not just totally not, you know, no value I'm at gonna, all. I'm going to give a negative bonus point. Uh, for the <laughs> fact that it made us all these clips watching women get punched in the face. I'm going to give it one bonus point just for the line when he go when he meets the school teacher and she says her name is Rose and he goes, not another plant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see uh, the results. The results are, oh, the Wicker Man is number one because it's, it's the, the only, only movie. Wow. <laughs> but um I uh I I so part of this I made this quadrant map of Nick Cage performances. So what we have to do is just gauge on two axes uh Nick Cage's <laughs> performance out of 10 in terms of craziness and acting quality. So, Meg, for craziness, what would you give Nick Cage in this movie? Uh, I'm going to say a seven. It's pretty crazy. He did get pretty crazy. How about, how about you, Laura? 
Um, I'll give it an eight for crazy. No, actually, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna give it a nine for crazy. Nine. So like, because knowing- even though it's not the biggest performance, it is. Like almost every line he says, even if it's not that weird of a thing to say, sounds insane. I think like just knowing how crazy he gets in other movies, I'm going to also give it like a seven because he's not at full cage, but he is pretty high up there. Okay, uh, for okay, acting, maybe I just don't have enough uh, cage background. Oh no, it's okay. You're, you're this, is, uh, this is yeah, it's, it's all really about important. acting uh, quality. Acting uh, I don't quality. know three. three. I mean, it's not it's not great acting, but it's not terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was pretty piss poor. I'm gonna go two. Okay, I'm gonna say five because it was really. Um, it was at least like a choice, um, but I don't know if I agree with the choice. <laughs> All right, so that puts uh, puts it in the, the crazy quadrant of the cage map. You can see that you have the combination of good acting and craziness, which is the top right quadrant, and then good acting and not crazy. Then that gets you into I have the holy grail because that's like a good good acting and, and craziness is like the holy grail in Nick Cage movies. Then good acting and not crazy gets you in like Nick, Nick Cage Oscar territory. And then like less crazy and bad acting is just a boring Nick Cage movie. And then more crazy so and Debbie bad Downer acting. is supposed to represent less crazy bad acting. Like boredom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. it's not. Oh, it's not anything against her. It's just like bad yeah. acting. I no, mean, I, boring. Nothing against uh, yeah, uh, Rachel Dratch. <laughs> Rachel Dratch. She's awesome. <laughs> I think we actually nailed it. Like that. That sounds. That feels right to me. Yeah, it feels right yeah. to me too. Yeah. All, All right. right, we're gonna wrap this up with a few things. Um, uh, we are gonna end our each episode with the Nicolas Cage facts, so we can learn a little bit about the man behind the acting choices. Um, if you're famous, it's kind of a given that you will have to deal with obsessed fans every once in a while. As befits a star with the weirdness quotient of Nicolas Cage, he had a totally bizarre stalker, a mime. While filming Bringing Out the Dead, an obsessed Nicolas Cage fan showed up multiple times on the set, pantomiming a number of weird actions until the actor got security to finally keep him out. Nicholas Cage quote, I was being stalked by a mime, silent, but maybe deadly. Somehow this mime would appear on the set of bringing out the dead and start doing strange things. <laughs> oh, bring out the dead was the one with the ambulance. I think so. I haven't seen that, but I, I, I wanted to see it. Well, we're gonna, uh, we are eventually going to see it. All right. <laughs> and that's our show. Any closing thoughts on the movie before we, uh, do our full wrap up? I just okay. I, I would like to see Midsummer and see how it compares to this. I've never seen Midsummer. I adore Midsummer, and um, there is definitely some um, visual similarities that are um, so effective to me in Midsummer, and so not <laughs> effective to me here. <laughs> It takes place during the day too, right? Yes. That's like one of the weird things about this movie is that it's a horror movie that takes place during the day. Or horror. Yeah, but in in Wicker Man, it um, I don't know. It just it feels like it's like not. It never gets to be a horror movie enough that it feels weird to me that it's during the day. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's uh, wrap this up. So, uh, Laura, do you have anything you want to promo to our uh, small but mighty audience of? 
three people. <laughs> Hi, small but mighty audience. Um, Hi, Brenda. If, Hi. <laughs> if I haven't said this already on a thing you've watched, I have a podcast out called Yes and Murder on and everywhere you listen to podcasts about murder at an improv theater, and it's fictional and it's hopefully funny. <laughs> I am excited. That's awesome. Um, so we have another show on this channel called Virtual Improv. We do it Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific and Fridays at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can catch it on this same channel. Uh, we do like short form improv comedy. It's really fun. Laura does it sometimes with us, which is awesome. Um, we are doing this show again. Same time, same place. Next week, our movie is Leaving Las Vegas. Our guest is Patrick Gramillion. Uh I probably pronounced that wrong. Patrick Gremillion. Gremillion. Gremion. Okay. Like uh, And uh, this is the movie that Nicolas Cage was nominated for an Oscar for, won an Oscar for, so it might actually be a good movie. Um, uh, we are doing some fundraising with this podcast uh, for a fund called Get Mitch or Die Trying. It's a, uh, a political fund for Democrat uh, Senate candidates. The goal is to divide the money between the candidates who need it the most in terms of um, like their funding at the point now and also just like their likelihood of winning. Um, so it's a really great place if you're feeling like I need something to do, but I don't know where to start. Um, they're sort of keeping the, the money going to the different places that need it the most. Um, I will paste the thing into the chat so you guys can and feel free to donate. It would be awesome if you did, but if you don't, that's totally fine too. Your presence is a present. And I think that's it. Thank you so much, Laura. This is awesome having you. Thank you. Thank you for watching such a terrible movie twice with us. <laughs> um, and we will uh, see you all next week, Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been Unlocking the Cage. Tune in Sunday nights at 5 at Manager's Comedy on Twitch. Theme song by William Janetta. Thanks again for listening.